hey, this is all fudged up, and I'm Angie Goods. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Goods Funny Girl. That's G-O-O-D-S-F-U-N-N-Y-G-I-R-L. Goods Funny Girl. Twitter, Instagram. You can also send me an email at goodsfunnygirl@gmail.com. And this is a very special episode of Tax Time. Woo! Tax time, tax time. It sucks. So this is, none of this is to be used as tax advice. This is all just tax education. I would not go against whatever CPA or enrolled agent or tax professional um, would actually suggest to do based on your information that they are given. You should always go with that. This is just for educational purposes. Um, one of the jokes, uh, so I am an accountant. I'm a tax accountant. Um, I have been preparing taxes and doing bookkeeping for the past 13 some odd years. I have a, an accounting degree. Um, I, I have taken master level classes because I at one point considered going the CPA route, route but then decided it was too expensive and then life just kept getting in the way. And, um, so I'm not a CPA. I am not an enrolled agent, but I am a tax preparer. I do have a tax ID. I have prepared taxes for over 13 years and it's super fun every year. The funny part about tax seasons is that literally every single one is different. Um, my experience is special in that, um, I went from one firm to another firm back in like 2013 and that didn't work out. And the only thing that I was told was the firm decided to go in a different direction. And I was like, fuck does that mean? Like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, how am I supposed to learn and grow from this? Like, ugh. moving on. So ever since then, things got weird. Um, and I've, 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 I've done things. I've tried to get away from it. Lord, have I. A few times I have tried to get out of what is considered public accounting. Public accounting um, is what I, what I consider, what most people consider, is working at a CPA type firm, a firm that, you know, essentially you know, helps other people with, um, bookkeeping, tax, possibly even payroll, um, and other, um, you know, accounting things that we do like sales tax, um, audits, uh, preparing financial reports, blah, blah, blah. Um, generally that is considered public accounting work, whereas private or corporate accounting work would be for working for one company, at, you know, in their, you know, as an accountant doing whatever. I mean, you could be doing basically the same thing. Maybe you're just, but we're just working for one company. You could be doing bookkeeping, filing their sales tax, you know, what have you, but you would just be working for that one company. Whereas what I do is I do that for like 30 to 40 companies at any given time. I love my job. Um, yes, parts, I mean, parts of any job suck, right? 
there are certain customer service points where you're just like, oh my God, kill me now. And then there's other parts that it's just like, oh yeah, hey, because of this, we were able to save you $2,000 of taxes. Isn't that awesome? Um, so, you know, that little quick resume aside. Today, I wanted to just, you know, go over the 1040, which is the U.S. Individual Income Tax Return. This is what most, pretty much every person files. Um, you know, unless you're a child, you don't have to. Um, but at some point in time, generally speaking, every person working in this country, getting money from a company in this country, will have to probably file a 1040 um, or something else. If you're a non-resident, um, you know, if you're not U.S. resident and you're not, you know, working in the United States, like perhaps you have to file something else. I'm not going over that. I'm going over like what generally speaking, every U.S. citizen who earns U.S. dollars in the United States has to file, which is called a Form 1040. <clears throat> this year's 1040, because um, they're all, they, they mix it up more frequently than you would like to believe. And it's really annoying because it's like, guys, what are you doing? At the very, very top, it says 10, form 10, you know, 1040 U.S. Uh, Department of Treasury, Internal Tax Service, U.S. Individual Tax Return 2020, some other bullshit. And then under that, under that, it says filing status. Um, and if you were filing, filling this out by hand, which I do not recommend, I highly just do a tax software. Um, pay somebody to do it. Have a CPA do it, even better. Um, one of these boxes will be checked. Um, single, if you're an unmarried person. Married, filing jointly. If you're married, filing jointly. Married, filing separate. More on both of these in a moment. Head of household, qualifying widower. Um, okay, so those are the options. Um, so uh, one of the big questions that I get um, from people when they first call to have like a professional do their tax returns is, Oh, well, you know, I'm married, but should I, I don't know if I should file jointly or if we should file separately. Generally speaking, it's more tax advantageous to file married filing jointly. However, there could be reasons for you to file married filing separately. Perhaps if one of you is going to school and you need to show less income. That's one of the reasons, um, you know, that's just one of those things that like, so we have a joke in the accounting field, which is, um, uh, especially when dealing with taxes, which, you know, it's like, what is your tax, you know, basically the answer to every tax question that's ever presented is it depends because it does. And even this, it depends, you know, uh, generally speaking, like I said, it's more advantageous to do filing joint, but whatever. Um, single, we've already discussed. Head of household, that means that you are a single person, but you have a dependent. Um, usually that's a child. 
um, you know, could be, a, could be an elderly parent. Once again, it depends. But head of household means that you are not married, but you have a dependent. It has better tax rates than being single. Qualifying widower is if your spouse um, has passed away within the last few years. That one I'll have to look up and double check because I haven't actually had to use that one. <laughs> like, I mean, yes, I filed returns for persons that were deceased, but... Um, and then the tax software would just know. I think it's like if your spouse passed away within the last like two or three years. Um, so then we go on to the next section, which is your basic information. Your first name, middle initial, last name, um, social security number. And then if you're married, your spouse's information. Um, this now this is one of those things where, um, you know, your first name and your last name have to, what is put on the tax return needs to match what social security has. So if you are transitioning or changing your name, maybe you just got married, what have you, um, for the, when you file your tax return, you need to put what was, what was, what the social security currently has. So if you have changed your name, let's say you changed your name in February and then filed your tax returns April 10th, you can go ahead and put your new legal name because it will match what social security has. But if social security doesn't have that update, then you need to put, what currently the social security department has. So that's my little spiel on that. Home address. This is current home address. Once again, it doesn't matter where your W-2s or whatever was sent. You need to put your, if you've moved since then, um, or whatever, or you're going to be moving in the next like week or two or whatever, you should put in the current address as current as possible because that's where the IRS is going to send any correspondence, like good or bad. And they might also send you a refund check if you are owed a refund and if you have not opted for direct deposit and put direct deposit information in. By the way, you should do direct deposit. Um, helpful tip, not advice. The next section uh, is address, obviously. So, like I said, um, presidential election campaign. I, you know, $3 if you want to go to that. It's supposedly, it doesn't affect your refund. Um, and then, this is a new one. At any time during 2020, did you receive, sell, uh, send, exchange, or otherwise acquire financial interest in virtual currency? Yes or no? Be honest. If you did, you're going to have to say yes, and you're going to have to disclose what that is, because the IRS wants all of your money. And if you're making money, even on non, um, even on, you know, um, virtualized products and you're receiving virtual currency, they want that money too. It's awesome. Stupid Stupid Okay. Standard deduction. Um, this says someone can claim you as a dependent or your spouse as a dependent. Um, generally, 
Uh, well, that if your spouse is a dependent, generally because maybe um, they're, um, you know, maybe they're incapacitated. I don't know, but that's usually not an option. Um, uh, spouse itemize separately because dual status alien. That's one of the, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's one of those that depends thing. <laughs> if, if that's what applies. Um, if someone can claim you as a dependent, this would be for, um, maybe like a 17 year old individual who had a job, earned some money, not enough that it would be considered like, you know, more than half their income. Um, but they earned some money, but they had some withholdings, um, but they were a dependent for their parents. So we would check this box. Um, they would be considered single. Usually you don't really see a lot of married 17 year olds. Um, and then they, we would file this and, you know, they generally, they, maybe they do owe, depending on what, you know, however much they made, but usually they just get their withholdings back. Like I said, though, it depends. Next section, dependents. This is where you would enter your dependent information, such as children, or maybe if your elderly parent was living with you and you were caring for them, maybe you would enter their information in. Um, you know, much like your information, first name, last name, social security, you have to disclose the relationship to you. Um, this is one of the reasons that we do the tax software um, is because, you know, the whole if qualifies for child tax credit, the computer figures that out for us, generally speaking. Like, obviously, a CPA is going to look through it um, line by line and make sure the computer is doing it right and make sure that what has been entered has been entered correctly. Because as long as it is all entered correctly, the computer will prepare the tax return correctly. And by computer, I mean the software that we're using. Um, so the next portion is, um, you know, essentially the rest of this page is sources of income. And I'm not going to go line by line by line because it's very boring and you all would be asleep. Um, if you would like me to go line by line by line because you need to go to sleep, like, let me know. I'll do a different podcast. Um, but essentially this is where once again, you just enter it into the tax software and then it, it will add it up on the subs, sub schedules and put it towards the 1040 properly. But essentially you have like wages, W2 wages, um, and then like interest, dividends, IRA distributions would be like usually pension distributions, um, uh, like 401k distributions, you know, stuff like that. Um, also, you know, pensions and annuities, like essentially IRAs and a pension is, um, you know, they're both, they're different. They're, they're similar, but different, you know? Um, and it depends, like, you know, if you're younger and you don't know what a pension is, that's, because it's, you know, um, it's not something that most companies offer anymore. Um, I don't, I don't know how, I'm sure there are companies that do still offer a pension, um, but mostly it's been replaced with 401k or some sort of profit sharing plan um, because it's cheaper on the company. Um, pensions are more, usually were like you, you would get a certain portion of your salary, like for the rest of your life, which is, um, 
you know, companies quickly decided, quickly discovered that that was very expensive. Um, social security benefits, uh, capital gains. This would be like, usually from like sock sales, bond sales, um, could be from a house sale if, you know, you, if you were over the capital gain of that. And once again, it depends. You're going to hear me say that a lot. Other income that could be from uh, like a Schedule C business. Um, it could be from a K-1 if you have an investment in a partnership um, or if you own a small business, like that's something that's maybe like an S-Corp or something like that. That could be in the other income area. Um, and then we go to like charitable. So for 2020 anyway, um, if you don't have enough to itemize, but you had some charitable contributions, you could at least take a portion of that as a direct adjustment to, um, your income. Oh, okay. So I guess the rest of us is interesting. <laughs> um, qualified income deduction, qualified business income deduction, um, is that 199A that perhaps you've heard your tax, a tax accountant talk about, um, which is if you do have like a schedule, like a, you know, an S corp and, um, you know, or a schedule C business, uh, you know, you, and you have a profit from it, you may be able to take a credit, um, or I'm sorry, not credit, a deduction, um, on that, but it depends. All right. So then once you add and subtract all that up, you know, add up all the income and then subtract whatever deductions you may have, um, that gets us to your adjusted gross income, which then gets us to our taxable income, depending on if you take the standard deduction or the itemized deduction. Um, and with the 2018 tax law changes, most people now, from what I've seen, um, just do the, um, you know, the standard deduction. Um, there are certainly some people, especially people with, uh, that, that pay a lot of, uh, mortgage interest, um, or, and or a combination of pay a lot of mortgage interest and maybe have, um, a lot of donations or something like it, it, it depends. Um, but like I said, most people are now just doing the standard deduction, which is then, you know, how, um, we get to the taxable income and the taxable income is what, you know, the tax is based off. Um, and I'm not going to go into how the tax is actually calculated because it sucks. But the short of it is, it's this tiered like system where the first, you know, whatever zero to a certain amount is taxed at this rate. And then the, over that certain amount, let's say it's like zero to $10,000 is at 10%. And then $10,001 to $20,000 is at like 12%. Um, then it's just, it's really complicated because then it, this is once again why the tax software just does all this fucking work. But I have had to hand calculate it out. Thanks for CPA firm that I worked at. So I know how this works and it sucks. And that's why I don't want to have to go into it any more than that.
So the tax amount is calculated and that's when we start seeing if what credits might be available, such as the child tax credit. Um, the child tax credit depends on your situation, your income, depends on your children, um, depends on your children's age is not, you know, how well behaved they are or not. The IRS doesn't care how well behaved or not. They care about how old your dependents are. Um, and then your income, like the, so it's based on some things. Um, and then we have, you know, anything else that they can try to add into it, like self-employment tax. So if you do have a schedule C business, um, you would be paying some more here with the self-employment tax, which is always super fun. And then you have your total tax. And now we have, you know, hopefully you had maybe some W-2 withholdings or some other sort of tax withholdings from 1099s. Um, or maybe you made some estimated tax payments that would all be figured here. And then your tax would be, um, you know, less than whatever payments you made. And then hopefully you made more payments or the withholdings were more than the amount that you owe because nobody wants to pay more at the time of filing. It sucks. Nobody likes it. Everybody gets annoyed. I think there's only a few people, groups of people out there that are like, I would rather not pay enough during the year so that I can hold on to my money and then just make a payment, you know, at the end of the year. But that way, Uncle Sam isn't holding on to my money. Okay, fine. But most people, um, and it's just the, psycho the psychology of it, which is just like, I've paid taxes, I've had my withholdings all throughout the year. My paychecks have been, you know, this hundreds of dollars less a paycheck, every paycheck because of these fucking withholdings. And now I have to pay more. Like it's just, it sucks. I've certainly been there. Um, I'm not a fan. I don't recommend. <laughs> um, it's like, you know, negative one star out of 10. <laughs> Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Like, hopefully this was intriguing. <laughs> hopefully I can come up with more fun educational tax topics, um, that maybe actually people will learn from and that they can follow. And it's not just boring tax stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, once again, this was not meant to be advice. Um, please always check with a professional. <laughs> um, and good luck. And may the odds forever be in your favor. <laughs> All right. Later days, my little fudge pups.